Hello, and welcome back to another episode of In The Loop. I'm your host, Rachel Camp. So on this month's episode, we are switching gears and talking all about cybersecurity. So in honor of National Cybersecurity Awareness Month being celebrated this month in October, we are going to discuss the importance of staying safe online. And joining us to help do that is Coweta Fate EMC's computer services technician, Jennifer Jones. And she is also one of our IT superheroes here at Coweta Fate EMC. <laughs> she is going to provide some cybersecurity tips for our members, including how to avoid cybersecurity threats and really what a member should do if they have a question about protecting themselves online. So let's jump in and introduce her. Hi, Jennifer. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Rachel. Okay, so I always like to give our guests an opportunity to just introduce themselves. So do you want to tell our listeners how long you've been here and what you do for Coweta Fate EMC? Sure. I've been here for 13 years, and I work in the IT department as a computer tech. Awesome. Okay. Like I mentioned, Jennifer is one of our IT superheroes here at Coweta Fate EMC. So thanks again for joining us. So, Jennifer, what exactly is Cybersecurity Awareness Month, and why is it important that we talk about it and we raise awareness for it? Well, Cybersecurity Awareness Month was started through a collaboration between Homeland Security and the National Cybersecurity Alliance. And the main goal is to raise awareness about cybersecurity best practices, which helps to ensure individuals stay safe and secure online. And here at Cal EFA EMC, we use Cybersecurity Awareness Month to educate our employees about different methods used by cyber criminals and how to spot potential threats and what they can do to avoid falling victim to these threats. We do this through twice-weekly cybersecurity tips and other training. Okay, great. So you mentioned the cybersecurity attacks and threats. What are some common types of cybersecurity attacks and threats? Well, there are several, including malware, phishing, ransomware, and viruses. And I'll start with malware because it's the most common. It's, it's software that's specifically designed to damage, disrupt, or gain unauthorized access to a computer system. And some examples include spyware and adware, which can track your movements online and display unwarranted advertising. And another type of malware is a Trojan horse. This disguises itself as legitimate software, but in reality, it's actually malicious code that can wreak havoc on your computer. The second type is phishing. And phishing attacks are the practice of sending fraudulent communications, which appear to be from a short source you trust, such as your bank or shopping website like Amazon. And this is typically performed via email or text message. And the goal of this is to steal sensitive information, such as your financial or login information, or to install malware on your computer or cell phone. And that's probably the biggest problem that today is, is phishing attacks. Another form is ransomware, and this is a form of malware designed to encrypt files on a computer, and this makes the files unusable and the systems unreliable. And once the system has been encrypted, the hackers will demand a ransom. Often this is in form of a Bitcoin or, you know, just regular exchange of money. And if you give them the money, they will decrypt your data and unlock your data at that point. And finally, a virus is a harmful program intended to spread from computer to computer. And the object of a virus is to give the attacker access to your, your system. And many viruses pretend to be from legitimate applications, but in reality, they cause extensive damage. 
They do. Okay. Well, thank you for explaining all of that. I'm sure a lot of our members have heard of some of these different attacks and threats. So, Jennifer, what is EMC here doing to protect members and employees from these kind of threats? Well, I'll start with our employees. For, for their security, we conduct weekly phishing tests, and we do quarterly cybersecurity training, which is required of all of our employees. And this quarterly training, it usually includes a video and questions to test the user's knowledge of such topics as phishing and password best practices. We also send out monthly cybersecurity tips to our employees. And on another level, we use spam blockers, which greatly limits the amount of junk mails our employees receive. And we also, of course, we keep our systems up to date with the latest security patches. And for the members, we have a secure payment portal for them to pay their bill online. And they can rest assured that the portal is secure and their payment information is encrypted. Great. Okay, so for our members, what are some things that they should look for to protect themselves at home to stay safe online? Well, there are several steps members can take to help protect themselves and their families. And the first is to use strong passwords and to never use the same password for multiple accounts. And this is especially true for financial accounts. And a good option for a strong password is what's known as a passphrase. And a passphrase is a phrase that can you could remember, but it'll be hard for others to guess. And a good example would be, I love Diet Dr. Pepper. You could capitalize the D in doctor <laughs> and make two of the O's zeros and add a special character at the beginning or the end. And I know it's difficult to remember multiple passwords. And one solution is a password management system, such as LastPass or Dashlane. And essentially, a password manager is an app on your phone, tablet, or, or computer that stores your passwords so you don't need to remember them all. And once you've logged into the password manager using a master password, and this is the one password you must remember, it will generate and remember your passwords for all your online accounts. And another good option is to have your browser remember your passwords, whether you use Microsoft Edge, Google Chrome, or Firefox. And it's also a good idea to enable two-factor authentication whenever possible, especially on financial and shopping websites. And two-factor authentication is an extra layer of protection for your online accounts beyond your username and password. And once you've entered those in, frequently the second factor will be a unique PIN code sent via text or email to your cell phone. And then you must enter this code after your password before the website will grant you access. And this is a great way to protect yourself. It is, absolutely. And those password managers really help us as we try to remember 100 different passwords. Yes, they do. <laughs> so, Jennifer, we know that there have been several reports in the past of calls from someone that maybe they're claiming to be affiliated with CAWIDFADMC. So what are some things that our members can look for to be sure that they don't fall victim to one of these threats? I spoke with one of the CSRs, our customer service rep, and he said that members have reported receiving a phone call from a person saying they're from CAWIDFADMC, and if they don't make a payment within the hour, their power will be cut off. And we will never call you and say that. You know, for accounts that are at risk of being cut off, we have a two-day automated call-out system. And if you're concerned about a phone call you've received, you can contact our customer service at 770-502-0226. That's right. Exactly. So just to reiterate that, we will not call you and say that we are going to cut your power off and demand payment. Um, So please, if you do get one of those calls, then um, be sure to reach out to us and let us know. And then, of course, know that we... That is not coming from us. So thanks for providing that information. 
Jennifer, if a member has questions about if something is real or fake, um, whether it has to do with making a payment with us or just in general, what steps should they take? Well, a good rule of thumb is to never open an attachment in an email unless you're expecting it. And even then, if possible, contact the sender and make sure it's legitimate. Because just because it's coming from one of your contacts doesn't mean the email is safe. Emails can get hacked and send out spam to all the person's contacts. And also be very careful about clicking links in emails. This is especially important with emails from your bank. And if you get an email from them asking you to click on a link to access your account, the best practice is to close out the email and then log into your account the way you normally do. Don't click on the link. And also, one thing to remember is your bank will never ask for your password or other sensitive information through email. So never, ever give that out. Great. Well, I just learned something, too. So (laughs) thanks for educating me as well. Okay. So to wrap up here, is there anything else a member should know about staying safe online and trying to avoid these kind of threats that we've mentioned? Well, one technique hackers are starting to use more frequently is sending out phishing attacks through text messages. Last week, my 83-year-old mother received a text from someone pretending to be from Amazon. The text said that her bank account would be charged $385 that day for a Prime Amazon Prime service if she didn't call the number provided. And she did call the number, but fortunately, she didn't give out any financial information. And after the call, she forwarded me the text and asked if it was spam. I told her that it was, and I explained to her why. In the text, there were several misspellings, and there was also a sense of urgency, which is a major red flag for phishing. And finally, I would say to slow down and think before reacting to an email or text message. Thinking before you click is always the best way to go. Absolutely. And that's a really good example of one of those type of threats. I know I personally have received those kind of texts myself. So thank you, Jennifer, so much for providing all of this great information for our listeners. We appreciate it so much. Thank you, Rachel. Thanks for listening to another episode of In The Loop. If you have any questions about today's segment, reach out to us. You can find us by visiting our website at www.utility.org or call us directly at 770-502-0226. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to In The Loop wherever you listen to your podcast so that you'll never miss an episode. See you next month.